0: you snow it it's snowing in tokyo sakura season is canceled you found it the japan what podcast blowing hard in tokyo my name is mavel
1: my name is we bring you the inner workings of japan with an outsider's perspective and zero insight zero insight guaranteed my friends and it's cold yes it's unbelievable this i don't know it, Lends credence to the fact that we think uh, the Earth is a biosphere, and it's now ridding itself of uh, all the uh, what is it? Anything that would infect it or pollute it. So that would mean that uh, COVID nineteen is not the virus. We are
0: oh words for thought. Yeah. Except I thought when you said the talking about the, the globe. Yes. I thought you were going to say it's actually a flat Earth.
1: Oh yes, and that the it virus is, is
0: coming to us beyond the ice wall.
1: Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Exactly. Um, It's just from beyond that they're sending it in and it's flat, so it's easier to travel that way. Yep. It's a flat
0: (laughs) virus. That's why they say flatten the curve. It's actually a hint from the globalists that we Ah. are uh, moving into the next level of society, which is to accept our fate as a spinning disc, not a big ball. Spinning through eternity, like a discus for the Olympics. Yep. That's what we are. Do you think the uh
1: it's actually an IOC conspiracy, the flat earth, because it'd make us more like a discus and Better promotion for the games?
0: Well, for me, it's about the the Big Discus um, mm-hmm. conglomerates. Oh, yes. Big Discus is out to get us. B- big Frisbee. First, we thought it was Big Government, then Big Tech. No. Big, big pie, Big Discus. <laughs> it's the Big dis- Discus conglomerates looking to push up their sales. Well, the first thing they have to do is come up with a better name. <laughs> the
1: Big Discus. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's why. That's one of the, things, the reasons why they haven't gone so far as they yeah. have is, is the... The, the name doesn't roll off the tongue. It more, it more likely spins around in your head.
1: <laughs> so to speak, yes. I'm in the mood for some music. What do you think? Oh,
0: yeah. Obviously I am. Oh, of course. That's what All I'm right. here to do. What should we listen okay, to? Okay, well, choice this is, um, we're going to begin with, uh, I, I recorded this, uh, I played, I'm on drums for this band okay. for this one time. This band is called Red Bed Rock. They mm-hmm. recently recorded an album um, with uh, Nicholas Faraguna as the lead man. Uh, we're good buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great musician, one of the best guitarists you could ever hope to play with, a singer. And uh, he doesn't bring his ego to the song. He brings his technique to the song. And he has some of the best technique in the world You know He's one of my Favorite musicians Oh really Never okay. told him that And uh, Well now he knows No homo yeah. <laughs> But he's awesome Fight back Cause you That was Red Bad Rock playing Never Get Enough or Never Enough. That's the first time I played that song. Nice. And it was recorded live oh, wow. uh, in okay. uh, Chiba somewhere.
1: Oh, really? In Chiba? Okay. Um, will you play with them if, uh, or is the, the band is still together, right? Yeah,
0: the, it was like this one one weird gig. Where okay. It was a competition. It's a strange story, actually. Okay. They got like a an invite to go to a competition oh, with a whole bunch of bands, kind of like a battle of the bands. Mm. And uh, everybody plays one song. You get it recorded and, okay. and uh, you put it on YouTube or whatever.
1: Is it Emerhensa, I think, or something?
0: Like no, that? it was like a Japanese live okay. house. In, not, Shinkoiwa. I, I can't remember okay. where it was. Um, near near Kinshichou, Oh, I it see. It doesn't really okay. matter. Um. And we get there, and yeah. we're the only gaijins. And yeah. we're all in our mid-30s. Yeah, yeah. And then the organizers come out, and they're like, yeah, we're here to to provide young Japanese bands with a chance. OK. And we all look at yeah, each yeah. other like, oh, we're the fucking token yeah. gaijins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then well. they uh, they play all these songs, and they're all, the the sound was really muddy. It didn't yeah, yeah. sound very good. Yeah. It sounds good on the recording. Actually, yeah, I was going to say. Um, it wasn't bad at all. when the, when the host... Musicians went up after every band had played. Right, right. The host musicians played these cover songs. Oh, and all of a sudden, the sound was perfect. Yeah, right. So they purposefully made the the guest band sound muddy. Yeah. and then they put themselves looking for original music. Yeah, and then they get up there and play these a covers cover. with perfect sound, with like echoes on the vocals at the perfect point, meaning the yeah. sound guys are trained. And yeah, and uh, we didn't win. Nope, it no. went to some some girl band from, from Northern Japan who drove in all the way just to play one song and walk away with like a certificate saying they won something at some weird live house in Tokyo. Well, we got a good song out of it. You got the recording I got the recording and now it's on the podcast. Yeah.
1: Mm. I mean, there's always going to be something going on in the background and I mean, yeah, a little insecure, I guess, (laughs) if you look at those organizers, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess with things like that, you always got to assume that there's something, what's in it for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, there's a, that somebody has to, you know, some, there's very few people that go into a scenario or even this business with zero ego, you
0: know? It's, it's it was very kind of show businessy y yeah. uh, situation. Yeah. We're just there like, all right, let's go to the park and drink beers and yeah. wait, wait for our time to come. And- right, right. But overall, was it worthwhile? That was fun. Yeah. I got to hang out with Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like challenging myself. So learning that song by myself. Right. And then just being put into that situation. Yeah, and yeah. And I'd never played that song with the band before. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, I just been- walked in. Did pretty good for yeah. not having played it before, and I'm pretty happy. I like my bass notes. How was the response? More
1: uh, the, oh, the response, response was great.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The it, there was no audience, just the other bands. Oh, okay. All right. And then oh, interesting. The, the we got adjudicated by the sound people who were purposefully giving us not the best sound. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean. And. Uh, no, but the reaction was good. Okay. Yeah, cuz right. it's it's pretty entertaining music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of beat, you know. I mean, good music
1: to see live and and drink to really, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. It's a good
0: kind of 80s party music. Yeah, yeah, for nothing sure wrong with
1: that. Well, in the future, I mean, what um do you think that there will be like not a tour, but just, you know, any
0: future live shows with you guys? I don't think so. That was a okay. one-off. Um, the drummer was double booked that day. Oh wow! And I think he's pretty protective of his position. Sure, and it, it takes a lot to learn all of those songs. I'm yeah, yeah. Not much of a hard rock drummer, Mm-mm. and so I would, I would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really okay. want to pursue it, to be honest. All right,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, if it's not worth your time, either. I mean, like...
0: If I, I have so little time now that yeah. if I do pursue a project, I really want it to be outlaw, country, 1970s, yeah. Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson... Okay that type of music, uh, manly mm-hmm. manly acoustic music, mm-hmm. instead of the pussification of, of acoustic music that we often hear these days. So Japan, what listeners,
1: if you match those requirements, please uh, write us on our Facebook page and yeah. uh, said, we want to promote the deep, Whatever he said, I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, manly, manly acoustic rock. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, and you're looking for a drummer? You know who to contact.
0: Yeah, I'm a singer-songwriter too. Yes, and I had somebody email me, and they're like, yeah. Uh, I, w- I really like the music you're suggesting, and and I, unlike Republicans, I am an honest person. I'm like, you just started messaging me, <laughs> I and know, are really. already getting yeah. American political. I'm a Canadian living yeah. in Japan. Right. I don't need this shit in my life. That's yeah. another reason why I want to start a band. I don't want any mm. fucking politics in it. Yeah. Politics out, fun, and beer in. <laughs> That's the requirements.
1: It's, it, well, I mean, it doesn't take much for music to, to get political, though. You know what I mean? These like, days. But I, I think I really want to create, like, a,
0: I want a space. Yeah. People can come in. I don't, leave your politics at the door. Right. Um, Come in with some beers. I got good mics. We can do yeah. recordings. Yeah. I got websites. We can, I can put it online. I have a whole infrastructure. Yeah. The main thing is, leave your fucking politics <laughs> at the door.
1: <laughs> I'll vouch for the microphones as well. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that and that's great. I agree with that totally. It just, it's just, uh, politics are so tribal and they're so tied to people's I- identities anymore. It's
0: so hard for someone to, and it's so binary, you know? I'm it, a moderate. Yeah. My political views are not extreme. I, it, and I really don't, I don't put politics that high of an importance right. in my life. It's uh, it's in the pyramid of, of what's important to me. Politics is pretty low.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, um, for me, it's always like what, um, what is the uh, motivation behind the identity? What pushed that person to that one point? And if I can understand that, I can understand the politics, even if I don't agree with them. Yeah, That's usually how I end up working with it. And um, yeah, and that's kind of how I keep friendships and like not get into, not let it degenerate into just an argument of, I'm right, you're wrong, shut up kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, We
0: never talk about it on the show, yeah, which no. is really nice. It's nice sitting down and about something. But that besides, might change in the future. All right. <laughs> I'm, just I'm getting ready. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, all that thing I just said, it's a lie. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, what do you got?
1: Um, I actually uh, got a band, they were more of a shoegaze band when I first met them, and then they became a little bit more industrial, with a, more of a noise rock band. I met them at the first, uh, in 2011, I went to the um, release party of a band, Honeydew, that we've played before, um, but and I kind of lost touch with this band, um, and I... In 2018, they released an EP that I just started listening to that was amazing. The band's called Maiko Tobranco, and um, the title track I want to play here is uh, Out With It, it's called. All right, let's listen. Go to Bronco. The track is called "Out with It." Actually, it's not the title track. It's called uh, the EP's title is "Do You Really Think So?" It was released in 2018, um, and uh, this one was not so much of an industrial rock. This was very shoegaze. But other tracks on the EP is a lot uh, harder, a lot more, um, uh, a lot more hard hitting. I think, mm. um, but they're really fun to listen to. I've been a fan of theirs for uh, almost 10 years now.
0: Wow. The I ver- like that drum sound. Yeah, the, the drummer's
1: amazing in this band.
0: So. Um really kind of open room drum sound. Yeah. It doesn't sound every 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 drum component has a specific mic that's then blended in afterwards. It's yeah. nice to capture the the sound of the of the drum itself. As, yeah, it's a, a whole unit.
1: Yeah, there I, I Found them very interesting. I've had uh, events and I've had them play, and they're very divisive. It, it, the, the crowd tends to really like them or really not like them. Mm. But uh, I've always asked them back because I've always found them very, a very much of a departure from a typical like a, a bar band or anything. And, yeah, and I, I like that. I like mixing it up. I like mixing having people's emotions kind of go up and down as they listen to different sets.
0: Yeah. I, I, okay. Because I'm I'm on the border of a lot of I mean of a lot of different vectors yeah, with yeah. my music and yep. I've always liked a shoegaze kind of mm, yeah I I like uh, sludge rock as well which okay. which is kind of slow and yeah. you know swarthy or something like that uh-huh. and I I like that mm-hmm. that type of music but if you're also I'm a hard rocker and I drive a Mustang yeah. then those guys are going to be like oh, you're yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah, art yeah. fags <laughs> so it, it depends on the type of uh, rock rocker that's in the room
1: yeah yeah and I mean. To me, there's a place for both. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you want your adrenaline up, you're going to play more, you know, um, Red Bed Rock or yeah. something like that. But, you know, if I only listen to that, I'm actually going to feel like I'm almost pigeonholing the, my emotions in that way. You know, I don't yeah. always want to be adrenalized. If I did that, by the end of the day, I'd be exhausted. I want some meditative feelings. I want sometimes to kind of drift a bit. Yeah. And that's where, like, you know, creativity comes in, where new ideas come from. And it's usually often triggered by a sound like this. Yeah. That's how I always looked at it. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. What's the name of the band? Uh, Michael Tobranco. Michael Tobranco. Yeah. And, um,. So yeah. It's almost like a science word, like micro, yeah. microfibrosis or something. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah. Um, the very interesting sound, and a lot of other bands in Shimo Kitazawa area actually would look to them. They had their own very, very small record label. It uh, was, I think, Small Finger Records, I think it's called. Small Finger. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, just good guys and actually um, in a pinch would come down and play a show if I needed them, even in Chiba. So uh, I always appreciated them for that, too. Cool.
0: The um, it's snowing today, unbelievable. Did you snow? <laughs> I didn't snow. Did y'all notice? Yeah, <laughs> I was on the I train. I received
1: notification. But... <laughs> ah, yes,
0: I forgot to turn on my snow. I had snow notifications. <laughs> uh, I. It, the cherry blossoms are out, though. Yeah, I was on the Chuo line, which yeah. hugs the the canal, right? The Tokyo Canal. I imagine that was very uh, picturesque. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I took the local. I didn't take the express. Yeah, and you could see the snow streaming past the train windows, and then yeah. all of the uh, uh-huh. cherry blossoms in full on the yeah. banks of the of the canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's you know there's the water might be a little bit hotter than the air right now, so there's a little bit of steam wafting right. up. So nice little trifecta of uh, scenery
1: if you can catch it at the right time because it's not going to be like that for long no but once if you can witness that it's actually amazing to see yeah like, i've seen it like in 20 years once or twice where it's like s- just snow falling on cherry blossoms is amazing yeah. but then getting that kind of like uh um that that uh steam or that water vapor rising from the rivers is all uh, on top of all of that yeah
0: it was cool. And being on the slow train. Yeah, exactly. Clickety, yeah. clackety, clickety, clackety. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Yeah. But
1: uh, yeah, it was um, 20 degrees yesterday, at least. Yeah, like, it was hot. How,
0: how could this be happening? Like and I went it, to the temple and saw some nice cherry blossoms with Yeah, wife.
1: like it's, it's unreal. Like it's just one thing piled on top of another. It's like, it makes you wonder. It's like. Is the world trying to get rid of us? You know, yeah.
0: yeah. Sometimes it makes you wonder. It's, it's, like... n- it's hard to surf in this climate, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to dance. Yeah, dance through the days. Yeah, uh, of uh, this whole uh, global uh, yeah. pandemic. You know, yeah, pan means panic. Yeah, yeah, it means wide versing. Yeah, but the god spread, Pan yeah. from the Greek gods who plays the panpipes.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the chaos. Uh, I don't know if he's the god of chaos, it's, but but yeah, but he was he was a chaos bringer.
0: He was maybe a son or a, a derivative of the chaos bringer because yeah. this was like a specific type of road panic where he okay. would sit on the side of the road or in the forest and mm-hmm. play panpipes and mm-hmm. he was a bipedal goat creature. Right, right, yeah. And farm, he would yeah. run out and uh, play the panpipes and, yeah. and scare people off and that's where the word panic comes from. Huh,
1: from the pan flute. <laughs> yeah, from the pan flute. And <laughs> Such a uh, sound, Yeah.
0: Too. It's much better than the skin demic, which comes from the skin flute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was really getting intrigued, following that, and all of a sudden you just
0: but the pa- pan of a course right means means like panning from one side to the other, and that's yeah. where pandemic comes from. Oh, but okay, it's kind of interesting that uh, everybody's so freaking scared right now, and we're using the word pandemic. So yeah, which which, which which derivative which etymological root can we use in this case? Well, I mean, you're
1: just gonna go with the most clickbaity. You know, if it was one person sick in every continent, they could technically say it's a pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um, So they could, you know, whatever gets the attention of you to read the article nowadays is is what they're going to
0: use. Coronavirus. If the Wuhan flu doesn't kill you, then media panic will. Now do whatever the government tells you to do. Something like that.
1: Thank you, neurotic demon overlord. <laughs> Coming in nice and strong. <laughs> Unless of course. <laughs> Unless of course. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Um. So, how is this? Uh, how is it affected the last week for you? I mean, we do kind of a week by week status. Uh, has it yeah. now? Is it back to normal for you? Cause well,
0: it- my life. Unfortunately, my contract for my job is yeah. ending. Oh right. Yeah. So yeah. now is not a hiring time, but I still can get some some cash mm. for the foreseeable future. Okay. So I just might take a month off oh, really? and uh, okay. hunker down and then wait for some job opportunities. Okay. To I had a job lined up doing some editing for one of the major um, English newspapers in town. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, but for some reason, that uh, job was rescinded. <laughs> uh, bummer. That sucks. I had a few
1: other friends that are not in under contract. They were kind of freelancing it, and they're, they're kind of hurting now. Yeah. Like, it's just bad timing
0: i might try to start some uh, video uh, english teaching lessons okay and then using paypal or mm-hmm. pay uh they can pay me directly or food or something like that or bitcoin bitcoin we do have, yeah, yeah yeah i we would the take wallet. bitcoin yeah yeah oh
1: well. how about you
0: um i've
1: had to cancel a few events uh like the uh the sawa dj event uh we decided not to go through with it she um she asked me about it, and she said, listen, I have friends that actually want to come down from Osaka to see this, and I don't think it's good for them in this current situation. Wow. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah. And um, we had brought it up to the uh, the owner at Tees originally, saying if something like this happened, we might cancel. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. We'll just put it off a couple weeks. It's not a big deal. So, yeah, I um I had that plan, and I ended up not going there, and... uh. uh Outside of my work has not stopped. Actually, I have not take had one day off because of um, because of COVID. Like uh, they've just plowed right through it. So in a lot of ways,
0: nothing has changed. Yeah, it's just the feeling. Yeah. Like we, there's no peop, people aren't dying in the streets. No, it's not like the weird footage from China I saw on Twitter a few months ago. Yeah corpses lined up and right. and uh, crematoriums yeah. uh, being ushered in and, right. you know, five million people running away from the city on lockdown. Tokyo's just been quiet. Yeah. Uh, events yeah. are canceled. Groups are out there. They're just smaller. Yeah. And uh, the country's already super health conscientious. So... Yeah. And I don't really know as much of a difference in my daily life, but my head, yeah. oh my God.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it does... You do wonder about that. You wonder what it is that makes Japan different from the other countries, and because of that, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like, oh, we're we've just put it off for a little while, but eventually it's going to hit us the way it hit Italy. Or I it, think
0: if it would have yeah. hit, it would have hit by now. To be honest, we had really? the Diamond okay. Princess early yeah. on. Uh, nothing from there. Yeah. Uh, I just I see the cases rising, but mm-hmm. the. 49 deaths so far? Yeah. All in their senior age? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's... And it that's sounds cool. horrible to say, we'll cover this a bit later, yeah. but I mean, if you're 85, right. that's the average age of death. Right. It's not like children are being burned alive. Yeah, yeah. No, I
1: understand that. And, well, I wonder, I mean, I've been so up and down on how people, the politicians have reacted to this. Um, But if I had, again, to look at it right now from the uh, point of view, it seems like they've handled it maybe the best out of most countries. Japan the has.
0: school lockdown was good. Yeah. I don't really trust the governor that much. I don't either, but... Um, I've seen her in pictures with George Soros. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so who knows what that's all about? Right, right. Um, but it was like, uh, mm-hmm. the Olympics are going ahead. We have right. no plan to cancel them. The Olympics are canceled. COVID is rampant. Be yeah, careful, right. everybody. Lockdown, that, yeah. lockdown, lockdown. So Absolutely. they just started parroting the uh, mm-hmm. the global politicians right. as soon
1: as the IOC... Uh, as soon as they're, the, you know, the... Main interest. Let me ask you this then. All right. Um, Do you think, though, wanting to go forward with the Olympics was in everyone's best interest or the majority of Japan's interest to continue with it? That's another thing I'm curious. Like, I wonder is it like, is it a selfish interest or is it really, did they believe this was the best interest
0: for everyone? I think that they were trying to stick to the schedule and that they probably realized. The virus is not as deadly as it first seemed. Yeah, but because of the impact on the global logistics system, yeah. and the re- and few very few people would even come at this point. Yeah, yeah. And certain countries started dropping out. Right. Canada and Australia. They kind of said, "All right, I we guess we're done." Yeah, Fuck yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know, mm. that's that's how I feel. Yeah, you? no, it's um, I it's it's hard for
1: me because I always it's. I saw originally the Olympics as a very good thing, but it seemed like it was just absorbed into major brands, getting as much money from that, getting as much money from tourism, but it wasn't benefiting the little, like the smaller businesses as much. And they were investing a ton of taxpayer money in things that may well not last past the games, you know? Yeah. Like we've seen so many examples of it. And um, what is it? Uh, Brazil and Russia, like Greece, all, Greece. Yeah. And is it, it, it becomes, like, I, I got nothing against ath- the athletes. I, I want them to perform. I want them to do well. I just, it just doesn't seem worth investing in that kind of infrastructure to just-
0: Throw, you- throw discs, throw the discus coming back to the big tech. Yeah. The discus, big discus corporations were probably pushing for the Olympics yeah. to go ahead this whole time. That's it. But I agree discus. with you. This whole in- investment into infrastructure, yeah. hundreds of billions of dollars, just so people can go onto a field and throw a stick far. Yeah. I mean, the Summer Olympics are boring. Except I for water polo.
1: Yeah, I don't watch him at all. The only, I mean, uh, I, I, I used to wrestle, so I was interested in that, like things like that, but
0: I'm generally not interested at all. And, I could wave my arms up and down, and, and that's as interesting as watching the swimming. <laughs> You're just watching people splash in the water.
1: Yeah, but it's, I know it's
0: really good for the human body and the human yeah, spirit and all that, and yeah. I have nothing against it, but watching swimming...
1: yeah. Watching running. I mean, I'm, again, I'm not...
0: Walking, yeah. surfing. Yeah, You can watch surfing anytime you want.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, I guess it's just like that nationalism, you know, it's our people swimming, it's our people running, it's our people walking, representing us. But the other thing is that I've always thought of is um, those athletes there have so little to do with me outside of the fact they were born in the same country. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: And once you live outside of your country of yeah, origin for uh, a period of time, you know, and then yeah. you're watching the Olympics in Japan, and they just focus on Japanese Olympics. Right. Only. It's like, yeah. Oh, there's no Japanese people. The in this, they've all been uh, canceled or beat out. We're going to switch to another Olympic event with yeah. Japanese people immediately.
1: Yeah, kind. Of, yeah, I, that too. And
0: and on the when they win uh, medals, yeah, they don't show the other people who won the medals yeah. on <laughs> Japanese TV. They so it's like bronze. They just show a Japanese person winning bronze. I feel like. Like, the gold and the silver. It's like they should mosaic people's faces. <laughs> I don't know, Japanese. I, I, the Japanese flag yeah. is a rising sun, red dot. Yeah, yeah. And I always viewed the Olympics on Japanese TV as Japanese people kind of portaling through their red dot in Mm. the flag and popping out on the other end in some Olympic event. And they only focus on the Japanese aspects inside of that flag, outside of their country. And then when that event is over, they pop back through the rising sun flag and back into their living rooms. And so the Olympics don't exist as a way to understand the world better. In Japan, the world exists as a way for Japan to do better in the world. Yeah,
1: it's a showcase, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'll say this one thing that, uh, let me, uh, just tag on a positive to it. All right, then Um, we gotta go to the call. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. Um, uh, there's always a discussion of a cultural appropriation, and, you know, but- The one thing I like about Japan is they always encourage foreigners to don um, traditional Japanese garb, traditional Japanese uh, hairstyles, anything like that. They're always encouraging it. They're never looking down on people that do it. Um, And they're using that as part of the promotion for people that come to Japan. I do really like that.
0: Yeah, it's cool. They're going to make great hosts next year. Yeah. All right, we got a call. Let's go to the call. Call. All right, John, welcome to the podcast, the Japan Web Podcast. How do you do today? You are on the air. Well,
2: thank you very much. Uh, hi, Tom. Hi, Matt. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to know?
0: Yeah, well, um, you reached out to me on uh, Facebook through um, uh, a, a gaijin kind of group. Um, and you said that you were doing a lot of local uh, politics in the Tsukuba area and that you won politics. Uh, politi- political races, sorry, and I read your uh, blog about that and I thought it would be a really interesting um, topic to bring up. It's not something that a lot of people do in Japan, um, run in political races and win. So uh, why don't you please uh, first um, introduce yourself as a as a political candidate uh, living in Japan?
2: Okay. Uh, so uh, I came to Japan about uh, th- almost 30 years ago, so in 1991. Uh came as a English teacher as many us, many of us did at that time. Uh so got married, had some kids, uh opened some businesses, and uh now I am a city councillor in Scuba. This is my third term.
0: Okay. So you're that that you're still doing politics? Sure. All right. Mm.
1: And um Originally when you were you came over as an English teacher were you ever involved in politics uh, you said you're from Canada originally
2: originally yeah yes. so Saskatchewan
1: Saskatchewan were you right. involved in the political scene at all of there Sask-
0: Saskatchewan Bush
2: <laughs> yeah Saskatchewan is uh i guess the largest city we would call Saskatoon that's its nickname <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah so right. um not so much myself personally but my father was uh was kind of the mayor if you will so Okay. Um, it was a very small hamlet and uh, what he did is he took our our hamlet, well actually the, our collection of houses and turned it into an, a, an official hamlet so that we could actually control our spending. So up until then, the So it was a question of
0: to be or not to be a hamlet.
2: Indeed. <laughs> so uh, before then it was always the the municipality which decided whether we would get upgrades to our roads or this and that and so my dad was the one who said well we we want a new indoor hockey rink so uh they they kept asking the the municipality and they wouldn't give it to us and so my my dad actually realized that if we had a hamlet officially uh, organized as a hamlet then we would be able to decide how to spend the money and i have to admit you know watching him uh, over the years you know he basically turned our uh, dirt road little collection of houses into, yeah, a happening place, I guess, you know. Now they have a hockey rink and paved roads and... Anyway, mm. oh, so... That's,
1: well, that's fantastic. And um so that was the issue that um, prompted your father to enter Indeed. politics. What was the initial issue that made you want to run for office?
2: Uh, so for me, it was much more about uh, seeing how the Japanese establishment seemed to be uh, reinventing the wheel. So... Uh, I really noticed this when they implemented the drunk driving laws here, and how hard they came down on on the customers. But they didn't seem to have any vision at all what to do with the businesses which would be affected by this. You know, yeah. so uh, back in the day, uh, so I'm talking when I arrived in the 1990s. Uh, if you had a bar in Scuba, you had to have a parking lot, right? So everybody came. Everybody came in their cars and. The drunk driving law at the time was: uh, if you get caught, you lose your license for a month and fifty thousand yen fine. So wow. you know, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And and in fact, the cops basically ignored drunk driving pretty much. They, they were had, probably
0: doing it themselves.
2: Well, you know, we can get into that later. But uh, in in any case. Uh, In the early 2000s, they changed the law and then they really cracked down and and then it was suddenly like a million yen fine and then it became a two million yen fine and lose your license for a year, then lose it for two years. And uh, in essence, the whole nightlife collapsed in my city. So there's like almost nothing to do here anymore. And so anyway, I I just thought uh, the same thing happened in Canada in the mid 80s, or at least in my area. And so I thought, well, why aren't the politicians kind of looking at what happened in other countries and designing their laws uh, based on the information, based on the best practices of other countries? And they just weren't doing that. So that's kind of my impetus for going in, you know, uh, how do I say, yeah, in yeah. the valley of the, in the valley of the blind, you know? Okay,
0: yeah. So, the no. one man who has one eye.
2: Yeah, potentially king. Well, I'm perhaps. not going to go that far. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you- uh, so in any case, that was kind of the impetus, and then I kind of looked around at my city, and we actually have quite a high percentage of of uh, uh, foreigners, like seven thousand people out of a city of twenty five hundred. You know, and so I kind of thought, well, by those numbers, we should have at least one representative in in the in the council, and so I was looking around, and it's like, well. You know who's that going to be? And then I just thought, well, if not me, then who? And then it came, if not now, then when? So I thought I'd give it a try. You know, so I did, and this was in two thousand eight. And
0: what was your platform? What kind of platform did you run so, on? So uh,
2: I ran more or less on bicycle path uh, improvement. I guess you could say
0: that's a good platform. So
2: I I I went around on my uh campaigning on a bicycle and this got my picture in the paper later on mind you but uh you know people were interested they saw me uh riding around on the bicycle and they thought "Oh, okay this guy's uh kind of interesting and in any case uh they they voted for me so that was interesting
1: as far as pr went uh when you started i mean there seems to be at least um uh, a set of, uh, I think, um, campaign vans where you drive through, they announce uh, who you are, what you're running for, your platform. Uh, did you go through that? Is there something kind of set up that people can kind of walk you through, or was it completely trial and error from for uh, campaigning for you from the start?
2: Uh, so are you talking like some kind of advisor? Is uh, yeah, is there any sort of um, consultant <laughs> even for that? You kind of find these they they kind of get attracted to you, okay. If, if you know what I'm saying, sure. so you know you can you can just wing it on your own if you like, or you can just talk to people and people oh. who have been in the business, people who know what's going on. Okay. so uh, and in fact, probably my my well, not probably my best advisor was actually my wife. She was the one okay. who has the finger on the pulse of uh, what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. She came up with my campaign slogan. She does my posters, she does my flyers.
0: What was your slogan? Right.
2: Uh, It's just called, I studied scuba, which is, I love scuba. Oh, okay. So, And been using that and it's, you know, it's what I'm known for, I guess, these days.
0: And then that sets you out as being uh, pro-Japanese from the very set go. You're not like this um, person who wants to claim that Japan is some sort of racist society and it's systematic, you know, like there's a certain amount of uh, foreigners living in Japan that take that approach and then some Japanese people would, might think that uh, p- people running for politics, foreigners running for politics, might be trying to subvert Japan in a way. So by having Tsukuba Aishiteru puts it on a local level and a positive level. So that, that, that's a really good move.
2: Yeah, indeed. But, you know, you also have to consider that I represent Japanese people. The Japanese people voted for me. The foreigners didn't. Right. You know, yeah. so uh, in fact, the Japanese, they, when I first arrived, it was always this kokusai uh, koryu uh, slogan that the kids, well, you saw this everywhere, you know. I don't know if you guys were around at the time when that slogan was really popular.
1: No, uh, actually, what? yeah. But,
2: you know, so globalization and looking outward, this was kind of what Japan Inc. had inculcated in their kids already from like the mid-70s, uh, you know, up until the 90s, I guess. And I think most people didn't even know how they could possibly do this other than say buying a Western car, but why would you want to do that? Mm. You know And right. so suddenly they saw my picture and it's like, oh, now I know what that means and they voted for me.
1: <laughs> yeah. At the time, when you first ran, how many candidates were you running against?
2: So the system is set up um, so it, uh, well, let me explain how sure, it works sure. in, in Canada. They, yep. they divide up a city into constituencies and then they have like a mini election in each constituency sure. to get a representative for that area and they don't do that in japan what okay. they do is that uh... they put everybody into one big pool and then everybody uh, the voters can vote for one person and then they just start counting votes and in our case uh... my first election we had thirty three seats mm-hmm.
1: yep.
2: and 45, 45 candidates mm-hmm. And I came in number two. So, oh wow! You know, That's yeah. Okay. And so and if everybody's number, in a, in a big the pool. One at, the number one at the time uh, is our mayor now. Actually, so he was super popular.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Anyway,
2: just saying. And, awesome. and then the next two elections, I came in number one. So there you go.
0: So if you're going to be put into a big pool with a whole bunch of people, it must be important to make a splash early in- on. <laughs>
2: Indeed, and you know the way you look at it, it's a lot easier to be in the top thirty-three than in the bottom ten, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Would
1: you say that at this point, at this kind of level of politics, being a foreigner might be in a bit of an
2: advantage? Without question, uh, I, I on the proviso I have to admit that the people who have uh, who I have seen get elected. So now there are four of us that I know of. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, nationally be-
0: or in Scuba.
2: So, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, throughout Japan. Okay. So there is there's a guy down in Nagoya. There is uh, two people in Tokyo. Then myself. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. And um. And all yeah. All of, all of us are fairly light skinned. One guy is an Indian. Oh, okay. They, yeah. So, Japan and India seem to have like a pretty good relationship. So, in any case.
0: Because of IT, uh, Indians come here to work hard in technology, and I think.
2: They're... It goes back a lot farther than that. Okay. Uh,
0: the yeah. slave trade to Goa?
2: Oh not that <laughs> far back. <laughs> not that far back. I think actually uh, the 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 part where India loves Japan the most is uh I believe I believe when India declared itself a country, Japan was like the first country to recognize it. Like this we're talking Gandhi era. Oh
1: wow, okay. I think that's yeah.
2: you know. And mm. um then there were some some Indians who were like uh shit disturbers at the time. Yeah, yeah. And they and they were given refuge in Japan. So, you know. And then they went back and became major politicians later on. So this is kind of the thing. So, you know, personally, I would like to see, like, what would happen uh, if somebody uh, with a little bit more melatonin rich would to, were to try to run and see what would happen. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they'd do well. Oh, great.
0: What, now, were, so, uh, what were some of the things you were able to accomplish?
2: So, uh, <laughs> goals. Uh, I think it's really the wrong question. Yeah. Um, People look, at the, uh, people look at the politicians and kind of see us as the government, but that's not really our function. Okay. We are more like an immune system. Hmm. So we okay. actually try to stop the government who are more the koumouing, the, the civil service, uh-huh. from doing something stupid. Okay, so... <laughs> got your, your work cut out for you then, right? <laughs> well, in any case... It's a full-time uh, job uh, and then so... Uh, but that said, okay, uh, the, the one thing I can point to is uh, I, I got a turning lane installed... Uh, There was a place that always had congestion because people were trying to turn. And I said, hey, why don't we put a turning lane there? And actually it worked really well and people are happy I did it. But that said, I've been trying to get a skateboard park now for, I don't know, five, six years already and just no movement, you know. So well, hopefully that
0: as well can be a turn in the right direction. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> now,
2: um,
1: I wanted to know: now that you're in that position, do you feel like okay, once you, to get elected, standing out being a foreigner would be an asset. But do you feel like now, as a foreigner, do you think like maybe a mistake in language, a cultural faux pas, is something that can really work against you?
2: Um. So at the local level, it's not so it's not so cutthroat. Okay, that's good. So yeah. uh, I, I suppose if I got caught picking my nose and got posted on Facebook, this probably wouldn't work in my favor. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, things that I say, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's recorded and it goes viral, it's mm-hmm. un- unlikely. I'll, I'll lose a couple of voters if I say something stupid okay. or insensitive or whatever. Can you, you walk
0: know? around pissed drunk at 2 a.m. stumbling around and no one cares? Uh, you
2: kind of well, okay. So here's the thing: there is nobody else around to see me. If that, <laughs> <laughs> so the easy answer is yes, because we have no nightlife anymore. That's what I was uh, saying okay. earlier. So if a drunk uh, and, falls in the forest, yeah, yeah, and and you also have to remember, uh, even though people people vote for me, I would say probably ninety percent. Would never even guess who I was. Ninety-five percent. Mm. So they saw another another drunk guy, and, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. When standard it comes standard voting time, you know. And the thing is, people who vote are relatively serious, right? Sure? It's it's the other drunks like myself who you see in the middle of the night. <laughs> so <laughs> you know. Anyway,
1: gotcha. So outside of the skateboarding park, what is another issue that you're looking at that you're tackling now? So.
2: I I started out kind of on, on bicycle paths. Like I, Mm -hmm. I wanted to have the bicycle paths upgraded. Mm -hmm. Uh, they did a little bit of it, but, uh, in essence, what I really got them to do is just to fix the worst parts. Like, you know, so like, in fact, our city is designed around bicycle paths and such, you know, so we can actually spin around our city without even, uh, riding on the roads Oh, great! pretty much like 95% of the time can be done just on bicycle paths, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, you know, th- they were built like 30, 40 years ago and they'd kind of gone to shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, now I've gotten to gotten them to take care of like the really dangerous uh, sharp corners, whatever, like a brick stick uh, sticking out or whatever. It's something that would cause a, a tire to, to go flat, yeah, for right. example, you know. Of course. Uh, so now what I'm trying to concentrate on is energy creation. So mm-hmm. we have like uh, these solar farms happening. They're the very popular, and scuba sure. a good location for it. Sure, but the thing is that they're cutting down trees, they're paving over over grass or whatever, and it's like, why can't we just have solar panels over our goddamn parking lots? Seriously, mm. you know we yeah. have these huge huge malls. Put put solar panels over this. We have the city office. We have you know one thousand car parking in in front of our city office. Why don't we have a Solar panel roofs on these parking lots. I I've mean, always just,
0: been mystified by that. Why aren't solar panels on everything?
2: A, on everything, you know. Yeah. And for that matter, you build a new house, just you got to have solar panels on there. Paint you know? it with solar panels. And it's like I understand it's it's not cheap. So a guy builds a mall, or you know, a company builds a mall. Why don't uh, why don't we just say, hey, why don't you rent out that land above, like the sky above your parking lots, for solar panel roofs? And you know, in the in the summertime when it's hot as blazes, yeah, you get into absolutely. your car and it's in the shade. Yeah, you know, automatically you're using less less energy and using less gas to to uh, boot up your your uh, aircon, your air conditioning. You know, for example. And of course, we need the electricity. You know, we've we had all those nukes which they took offline. We need to replace it by what? Yeah. Oil and gas. Mm-hmm. So our carbon footprint up went fifteen percent after Fukushima. Yeah, right. right. Right? And, we and, this, is just, and this is just ridiculous. I mean, are are we serious about global warming or aren't we? Right? Yeah, so, for sure. Anyway. Well, how often... You got me started. No, no.
1: It's uh, great to hear, actually. How often do you find yourself in this kind of position where people are, are saying, well, this is the way it's always been done, and they don't necessarily... Um, they don't take kindly to someone challenging an established traditional practice because I think that's a lot more of the case in Japan than other countries.
2: You would not see that in the political sphere. You okay. see that in the social sphere. Okay, right. So I mean, does you're it bleed just saying, into like, it though? Uh, for example, you know, now we're going to kiss each other on the cheek. Well, right. that just that just isn't done in Japan. Right, right.
0: right. Okay. No, thank you.
2: Yeah. Well, in, in these days, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the politi- political sphere, the idea that oh, it's always been done this way, I don't see it that much. But if you okay. talk to my, I've talked to my friend, she'll get you. She'll get started on the whole <laughs> architecture and how the. How the uh, Jenny Kong, the the contracting business is all corrupt and right.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Well, and I see that in them, business It's anyway.
2: always been that yeah. way, and I can understand exactly how she feels. And
0: there's a lot of know. dark data in there.
1: Well, right. Well, right. even in business, just the fact that like um, fax machines were still being used to communicate so much. Oh you know, God. You know what I mean? Like something yeah, like that. Yeah. I was wondering how much of that bleeds into the political um, uh, scene.
0: Legacy technology, legacy thinking uh so part
2: of the issue there's two conflicting uh, paths here so you have you have the the one side that wants to always upgrade and get new stuff and then you have the other the others that you know we really should maintain what we have like we've made an investment in in technology and like we really should be maintaining this you know so uh which is which are you going to give priority to Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're talking about the facts and we've got all these faxes, but, you know, eventually we've got computers as well. And email actually is just so much easier. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I have noticed that when I first was elected, I got all these faxes and now it's all email, which is like, okay. Mm -hmm. But that said, Mm -hmm. I still get like a stack of papers, like uh, probably a good 10 centimeters tall for every session just papers like why can't it be why can't it be electronic you know why can't i bring my ad- ipad into chambers and you know when i'm when i'm getting paperwork it's all in uh, all done on my ipad i i don't understand you yeah
0: know? i've gone paperless for the past five years and i built a paperless school and it's all digital first it's fantastic
2: there you go um
0: john last question before uh moving on uh how do you feel how would you evaluate the local and national level of the uh, Japanese government in response to the coronavirus? How's it been handling it? What, what is your, what do you think, or what's the scuttlebutt?
2: Well, so now you're going to get me into trouble. I'm going to say something and it's going to be held against me later, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> uh, heard it here first. <laughs>
2: words. Yeah, exactly. Um, first of all, I think we're doing a much better job than most other countries. I mean, I, yeah. I know that the I, I read a lot of criticism on, on the board about uh, oh we're not doing the testing and so we really don't know and blah blah blah. But it's like you know what actually we do kind of know just by watching how many people die and people aren't dying, right. right? Yeah. So we must be doing something right, and whether whether it was done soon enough, well that's a different debate, right? And now they're talking about kind of going back to work, and that's again that's a different debate. Um, I, I actually would point to not even the reaction to the, the whole epidemic, but actually what was done way before the epidemic. Uh, we have like way more, a lot more ICU beds than any other country. I mean, we yeah. have 101 per 100,000 people. So that's like for every 1,000 people, we have one bed. Yeah, and yeah, Australia right. is the number two, and they have one bed for every 2,300 people. Mm, yeah. Right? So, I mean, you have to look at this and say, yeah, you know what, these guys, they spent their money on, on, uh, health instead of spending it on football stadiums or, you know, who knows what, right? Uh, so, so so in fact, when we're talking about flattening our curve, like our curve can actually be considerably higher than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, you see that all these ventilators are, are there and we, we have them right now. Um, we're we have to expect that a lot of people are going to get infected, but yeah. can we look after them once they're infected? And so far, yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on. Uh, but then you have the conflicting issue of the economy like, what is the government yeah. supposed to do? And everybody is supposed to be at home and nobody's working, right? Yeah, you know, this is going to crash the economy, it's and we yeah. see this going on. Uh, in many other countries, where they don't have the beds, they don't have, you know, they're panicking now. They're trying to crank out the the ventilators. You know, I, I like GM now. I guess is supposed to be building them. And yeah, right. When you crash an
0: economy, cases. how many suicides do you get? Like yeah, those well, are the questions you got to ask go. in this type of serious situation. And,
2: and you also have to look. This is only going to be like one and a half years before we have a vaccine, right? Yeah. Like at the at the most, yeah, like yeah. one and a half years when we're all vaccinated and we can kind of go back. But in the meantime, like, holy shit, what's going to happen? You know, like, I'm I'm looking at this and thinking, like, bloody hell. You know, there is going to be a lot of people who are going to suffer. And I'm very curious to see how the various governments are going to handle this issue because, I mean, we are talking... You know, this is this is uh, history making. This yeah. is like the, the Great Depression and how badly they fucked it up. You know? Yeah, right. Uh, sorry, sorry. F bomb, but no, it's
1: know. all right. F bomb. <laughs> yeah. Do you see a lockdown in the future, in the near future?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. That's a hard call. Okay. I, I think, yeah, I think if there's going to be a lockdown, it's going to be on a city by city basis. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to be because of, there's like a, a really major break, uh, breakout someplace. And yeah. I don't see like a countrywide lockdown. That just isn't going to happen.
0: Okay. In, uh, know, I, o- I don't think. Olympic that. shutdown, good or bad?
2: Yeah. Uh, duh. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, next year might as well do it when everyone can come. Yeah. Might as well. You know, I, I understand the, the politics of not wanting to give it up until it really had to be given up. But what are you going to do? You know, yeah. that, that was a no brainer. And it's like, you know, everything that we're doing, you guys must have, I mean, you guys are in the music business. What are you guys going to be doing? You know, like can't give concerts, can't go to concerts.
0: That's our next segment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well,
2: there you go. So, uh, a lot of like, I'm, I was supposed to go to my parents, uh, 65th wedding anniversary, uh, in August. And it's like, nah, that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of sacrifice mm.
1: uh,
2: and that's just how things are going to be. So the question is, how are we as a population? How are we as, as uh, <laughs> citizens, as fellow humans, how are we going to deal with it? Like when we see people who are really suffering and the government is saying, Oh, well, we're going to have to tax those of you with jobs to pay for the people who don't have jobs. Yeah, that's going to hurt. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, no, come on. We just can't let people starve. Exactly. That's just not right. You know? So, I mean, uh, whether we're going to be taxing the rich like they should be taxed, yeah, well, you know, they own the government, so what are you going to do, right? Yeah, we have to wait and see on that one, right? Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much
1: for your insights on this. Um, it was a really fascinating look into the political scene, especially uh, for a foreigner being involved in the Japanese politics. Um, okay. How can supporters, uh, how can they, uh, people uh, look you up, support you um, in social media, uh, online, how can they find out more about you?
2: uh i actually if they just go to wikipedia okay, <laughs> somebody is doing it i'm i'm not allowed to do it myself but sure. uh, they'd have to do the katakana version okay of it so uh mm. heizu heizu okay hey, hey izu and they'll get my wikipedia page and then from there they can go to my my uh my homepage and then after that uh so i should do jp, i think is what it is
1: Okay, great. Uh, in,
2: in here, uh, sorry, in Romaji. Uh, and then just, you know, look, look, uh, look up Matt on uh, Facebook, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a friend on Facebook, so you can maybe find... Uh, okay. Just remember my last name is spelled a little bit weird. It's H-E-E-S-E.
1: Okay. We so, will definitely post those links on our page as well.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All right, day. keep
2: it up, you guys. Thanks hey. for uh, letting me talk to you. Take, Take care now. Easy. Thank you. Bye.
0: You've been listening to John Hayes, and if you're interested... Donate to the Japan Word podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash Japan W U T.
1: Mm. Yeah, we Is got PayPal. Mm? We got, uh,
0: you can also do direct donations on my website, www.matthewpmbiggle.com. As always, we welcome your support.
1: <laughs> All right. Oh. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, he was actually a lot more. I guess you had said a little bit before, um, very direct, very blunt. I wasn't expecting it. I yeah, guess yeah. As, when I hear politician, I'll expect, like, kind of, you know, very broad answers. But he was very. We, the
0: people, if yeah. this happens, need to consider the options. Right. You know, this kind of vagary that sounds yeah. certain but isn't. Yeah. Uh, really interesting guy, though. Rather direct. Yeah. All right. So we are going to talk about streaming shows. Yeah. We don't have much time
1: left. Okay. We can. Jump around a bit then. If you want so go- I
0: got it. okay. Um, so what should we do mm-hmm. with this um, coronavirus affecting all the shows? Should we give up or should we fight? Should we? Is it? Giving up? <laughs> or is it? Fighting. <laughs> fighting is yes. the answer. Uh, f- Trudge
1: forward, yes. right. It's not like we were making money before anyway. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) So um, with all of the shows being canceled, some people are writing, some people are practicing, some people are reviewing, and other people are trying to understand how to use the technology to put our shows online.
1: Yeah, there's actually a lot available. So uh, there's a lot of options when when it comes to that.
0: Now, I want to say something. Yeah. As somebody who watches some of these videos sometimes watching a person Mm -hmm. set up an iphone yeah not use any mics yeah yeah, and then don't move five feet away from the microphone Mm. i mean stay in the same position five feet away from the microphone yeah and sing a folk song yeah it's not that interesting oh dear it's not that interesting at all Mm. and you get three people watching and unless you're a girl with some boobs they're not going to be watching for long (laughs) it's just facts it's just facts.
1: So girls with boobs don't listen to anything else after this.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got boobs, push the stop button uh, yeah. and go live on Facebook now. Okay. Do everybody a favor. <laughs> so what would you have done? Okay, how would you well, do this differently? I was, uh, there's a guitar player. His name is John Schofield or Schofield, depending on how you say it. I don't yeah. know. He's a legendary guitarist. He had some really big um, sort of fusion albums in the 90s. Okay. So yeah. he has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he recently put out a live stream uh, show mm-hmm. on YouTube. And he called it Bandemic.
1: Ah uh, yes, so he's talking. being fun. Yeah,
0: and okay. in the, in the video, he's a he's a he's an electric guitarist. He just yeah. does instrumentals. Right, right. He's wearing a mask. Oh wow! So okay. he's making it fun. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, they got some good microphones. Yeah, right. And they also have a camera guy. And you don't need to be complex because Wolfpack does this as well. Yeah, you just need an iPhone or a smartphone with mm. a selfie stick. Oh really? Okay. And so then if basic. You, yeah, if you can get. Into some lighting, yeah. And now these guys are rich, so you don't need to go quite as far as they do. Yeah. But if you have some microphones, yeah, you have a mobile camera, right? And you can get some good microphones and get a good live sound with a with with a mobile camera. Mm-hmm. That's going to be more interesting. You're kind of putting more effort into the show. When you do a live show, there's lighting, there's sound, there's that support network. Mm -hmm. That's you now. Right. You need to find, you need to implement the infrastructure into your live stream. Unless you're highly entertaining. But though that's those are comedians who are able to do that yeah. more so than musicians because you don't need high-quality audio to laugh at a joke, but no, you right. really need high-quality audio to want to listen to something for any duration of time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So if there's a hard rock band yeah. and you got a shitty mic, you're just going to hear cymbal bleed and somebody screaming and a tinny guitar. Yeah. It's not going to sound good. But if you can get good sound... And then the cameras these days on phones have great video cameras now you're talking. do you have a microphone recommendation? Let's say again, nobody's rich
1: here. Is there anything in particular where it's for the money a worth a a decent sound and it's a a major step above uh just like an iPhone Is there anything that you would recommend with that because I mean you take care of all the sound here, and I think it sounds very professional
0: um for the, there is a, uh, there's some mm-hmm. really good XY microphones yeah, okay. that can plug into a lightning port these days. Okay. And you can put that at about five. Okay. The Zoom IQN is about a $80. Okay. Hassan All right. mic. And I've taken that to live shows yeah. and rock and live like basses, yeah, bass solos yeah, sure. and captured great sound. And okay. audio with that. Wonderful. So that could just be a selfie stick. Oh, okay. Uh, but you got to be conscientious of it if you're an acoustic group, because mm-hmm. the the, muse, the the instrument you approach yeah, yeah, will yeah. increase its volume in the mix. Okay, yeah. But if you're at a live electric show, right. then that's going to be okay, because the noise is just bouncing off the walls anyways. Okay. That would be fine. Um, if you're going into a soundboard, mm-hmm. I might recommend um, the Rode NT... Five, okay. which is a pencil microphone, All right. and it costs about two hundred dollars. You can sometimes get them on sale for a hundred dollars. Okay, and um, if you only want one cheap microphone uh, and you're going to put it away from the band, yeah, uh, you can get um, an, a Shure SM57 for about a hundred bucks, ninety bucks. Okay, and just make sure that the recording level on the input uh-huh. is pretty low, and then if you have a chance to boost it in a post I or see. boost it. Through um some compression or something like that, okay. you can usually get a pretty good sound. Yeah. So you only need to make a few hundred dollars of investment. Right. And now, but the, the 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 tough part is is studying that material and incorporating sure, sure. that material. Right. So if you're just some sort of la-de-la la la mm-hmm. folk singer who yeah. doesn't understand-I'm not really into tech. I mean, I like it, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. know how to use it. Right. And cables, no. <laughs> the, 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 you have to understand that you have to really approach this. As an engineer. Right. And not as a creative person. But that, that studying yeah. of the engineering can lead to mm. better quality output of your creativity. Right, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, sure. I, I'm very much like that as, a, as somebody who has studied all of this audio stuff, yeah, but yeah. coming from a, a, an acoustic singer-songwriter background, right. um, it's a very different mentality, but it's the same thing of when you're editing a document yeah. or creating a document. Sure. When you're in editing mode, you're in red pen mode, and mm. you're just trying to get things... To their best performance mm. level by axing and, and adjusting. Right. When right. you're in creative mode, you're free flow. You're yeah. you're the hippie with the flowers in the hair, and you're in mm. your I am a creative genius. No matter what I do, right. That's the kind of mode. So you have to you have to recalculate how you think about the product mm-hmm. you're outputting if you want to have some degree, in my opinion, of um, good quality output on these streaming devices For Facebook, finally, mm-hmm. a lot of these other things to consider is that Facebook compression yeah. often will take your sound and make it worse. okay, So if you yeah. have a good quality sound but it's not engineered correctly, yeah, yeah. the Facebook compression can make your audio sound worse. Okay. so by having a better mm-hmm. audio quality on your side, yeah. it will cr- it will it will slam through mm. facebook's compression rates and, and improve the quality on the other side.
1: Do you um, ever... Thank you for that. That was great. Um, And I'm sure there are many uh, musicians who appreciate that. Um, Would you go with Facebook or would you go with Instagram or something else?
0: Um, Some people are using Instagram. Okay, it really depends on what's popular in your area. Sure. Uh, As we know... Um, everything is so international, but things are also very regional. Yep. Um, so some people think Twitter is the best Mm -hmm. if that's where you get most of the traction. Yep. Uh, Some people think Instagram is the best if that's the most traction. Mm -hmm. And it really depends on your age group or where your followers are. I know there's a Canadian musician, country musician. His name is Corb Mm -hmm. Lund, C-O-R-B-L-U-N-D. Yep. Um, uh, used to be the bassist of the Smalls, Mm -hmm. which is another great punk rock band. Okay. Punk metal. Um, really aggressive. Uh, the country music isn't though. He's doing live on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, but okay. uh, in, in Japan, most of the gaijins in Japan, their traction mostly comes on Facebook.
1: Yeah, right. It yeah. depends where you
0: are. I've yeah. looked at the analytics data for our podcast. Yeah. Even if we advertise a lot on Twitter. Right. It gets very little in compared to putting it into the um, mm. gaijin groups on the Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it goes. Yeah, so yeah. Look sure. at where, look at your analytics and then follow the analytics. Yeah. Okay.
1: That makes sense too, yeah. So um, Bandemic was the one that you should look at if you want to kind of reproduce it. Yeah. Okay. Look at Bandemic
0: and take a page. Don't try to copy it because those guys, they've been professional sessional musicians yeah. for 20, 30 years, okay. they got the gear, they got the mics, they got the studio, mm-hmm. they got the fan base. Mm-hmm. But if you can kind of go, oh, I might put a, I might put a purple shirt over my lamp to okay. give my room some sort of yeah. thing. Uh, I might get a guy to move around with a selfie stick, but not be too erratic with right. it. You know? yeah. I'm going to try to study this microphone to get better mm. output in my mixes and things like that. Because yeah. looking at some dude in a room, standing there playing a guitar... Gets old really quick. Words of wisdom. All right. <laughs> um, uh, should we move on? Why don't we? Yeah. Sh- uh, okay. Um, so that will be that. It's the. Is it? Oh, is it? <laughs>
1: Um, we're really running out of time. Why don't we just wrap up with uh, a foolish
0: foreigner? Foolish foreigner. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, or what I just, do you think? I'm, well, I've been looking a lot at the data for the okay. the corona deaths, and I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but most of the places all over the world, I'm just going to say this: mm-hmm. it's hardly affecting anyone under the age of forty. If it does, you get shitty lungs. Mm. But. Most of the, almost ninety five percent of the people die who die below the age of fifty. Yeah, all of them have serious existing health conditions.
1: Okay, you said before forty and before fifty. For yeah. me, this is a very crucial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I can I can check here. Yeah, from forty to forty nine yeah. in Italy, sixty seven people have died, and from fifty to fifty nine, two hundred and forty three people have died. Oh, big difference. Um, but of the of all of the people who have died from the coronavirus. Only zero point eight percent of all deaths have been only solely due to the coronavirus. Fifty mm-hmm. percent of the deaths have had three or more pre-existing conditions. Oh wow! Twenty-five yeah. and twenty-five percent are equal to one pre-existing conditions or two pre-existing conditions or right? right. one pre-existing condition. Yeah. So if you only have the coronavirus, yeah. there is a zero point eight percent chance of you dying of all of the population, including mm-hmm. almost all of the deaths that have happened for people between their 60s, 70s, and 80s. So, for example, in Japan, the people who have died from 80 to 89, most of them are men. Um, Mm -hmm. The women are very, a fraction, half of that. But from 70 to 79, 2,000... 403 people have died, sorry, in Italy, sorry, in yeah. Italy, and 80 to 89, 2,702 people have died mm. in Italy. And most of these people are dying in one region in Milan called Lombardy. Mm-hmm. And Lombardy is a major manufacturing hub yeah. for fashion and textiles, it has more than 300,000 Chinese people living there. And they had a lot of direct flights to and from Wuhan. Mm, and so I we see. can see that it's not like The deaths in Italy are all over Italy. Yeah. They're by far and large from one... Focused in one region. Focused in one region. Um, So Lombardy has 65% of the deaths, followed by Romagna, 15%. Mm -hmm. Then... After that, 4.4% down to 0.1% for the rest of Italy. Oh, wow. So there's okay. two major hubs in Italy, but really it's one, 65% of the deaths in Lombardia. Then the Romagna, I'm not really sure where that is, but yeah. 15%, that might be Rome. And then from the rest, it's almost it's in, in, insignificant, well, the deaths. Um, mm-hmm. and finally, mm-hmm. in Japan... Under the age of 40s, no, where's the first deaths appear? In Japan, the first deaths appear for people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Okay. Um, but from below that, nobody yeah. has died, and most people have no symptoms or they're checking. And the serious conditions be, in Japan begin in their 40s, mm, and it's yes. a sliver okay. of, of, of the chart. So okay. really, the, it's, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. And in 50s, it's only a little bit above that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when there's are seventies and eighties, it's also showing mm-hmm. serious conditions are not so high. Okay. So Japan has had a number of forty-nine deaths. I yeah, said yeah, a number yeah. earlier that meant Italy. Yeah, right, and right. Of course. By prefecture, it's basically Tokyo, Hokkaido, Osaka, Aichi, and mm-hmm. it's not really going over. We've had a total of one thousand four hundred fifty-three who have tested positive, right? but that's just because we're testing more now that the numbers are not low, no longer being right. subdued for the International Olympic Committee. Yeah, yeah. So we're just finding
1: out more. It's not like anything is changing. We're just learning more about it.
0: Yeah. So what I want to say is, yes, it's dangerous. Yeah. Yes, you can get it. Yes, mm-hmm. it can affect your lungs, but I've looked at the Spain data, I've looked at the Italy data, and I've looked at the Japan data. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it reflects the same trends. Yes. Almost nothing from people below 50. Yeah. After 60, it increases, yeah. but it increases in areas that have lots of production yeah. and manufacturing as well as yeah. relations with uh, manufacturing mm-hmm. and, and, and Chinese residents oh, really? with, okay. with connections to Wuhan. Yeah, it's it's a fact. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I want to say about that. So I don't want to spread panic or dismiss the panic, yeah, but right. what I want exactly. to say it's... is you can't listen to the news media. You want to be pragmatic. Yeah. The it, yeah. news media is just like, it's Trump's fault. Yeah, right. And that's not that's not useful. No. And a whole bunch of fake medical doctors on Twitter are just like, ah, oh, we're panicking, we have nothing to do, our right. hospital beds are running out. Right. And you ask them about it, and they're like, da da nah, da nah. they have no facts. Right, right. So go sure. to the government data, look at the government data, mm. and then make your own decisions from there. Right. But you can't trust the news. They are mm-hmm. horrible.
1: Yeah, um, and well, as far as... Uh, one other thing that... Uh, interested me is that um, the uh, World Health Organization is now saying that maybe masks are a good idea, wearing facial masks, which was they had been dismissing for, for a very long time. And now they're saying communally, it actually does help reduce it because there's also the social factor of if you're the sick person wearing a mask, then you stand out. If all, everyone's wearing it, then number one, if you're asymptomatic, you're also helping to prevent uh, spread. But also the really sick people also don't have a problem wearing one. So yeah. um, in that go, case, go. yeah. Um, all these measures we should still take, but we should eliminate things like uh, panic buying. Yeah. Um, we should be doing this because we want to care for the weaker in our society. Exactly. We should not be doing
0: this because we're fearing death. Yeah. When I say that yeah. the average age is old people, I don't mean, ha ha. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the virus is is killing people who who are dying at the age they're supposed to die yeah. which is a horrible thing to say yeah. but we should always take these preventative measures to protect them as much as possible right right but don't fear right don't call for a global shutdown right that's yeah. not the answer yeah and mm-hmm. I have other things. Uh, should we do the foolish form? We're really cutting out of time. Yeah, here. maybe we could say that for save next that for time. next time. Okay. Yeah, why not? So how about I finish on this note? Okay. I have five alternatives to right, the up. mainstream terminology for mm-hmm. the uh, coronavirus Wuhan flu pandemic. Okay. COVID nineteen is a mm-hmm. WHO um, CCP term. Yeah. Okay. So we hear. Let's just say you're a contrarian and you don't like repeating what people tell you to repeat. I have five things that are perfect for you. Number one, self-isolation. You can change this to, go away, leave me alone.
1: Oh, that's good. No, I like it. All right.
0: And we have acronyms. That one is goal me. Goal me. All right. Next one. Number two, Mm -hmm. social distancing. This can be, hey, you, you're a walking disease spreading the virus. (laughs) And the acronym to this is Hia Woodstiv.
1: Hia Woodstiv. Perfect. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Flatten the curve.
0: Flatten the curve. This can be feel like I'm helping, but really just intruding into other people's lives. (laughs) And this one is Flibridgiop. Flibridgiop. You're good at this. Yes. Number four, (laughs) essential services. This is slave wagers of the highest order. Or Swotho. Swotho, yes. Yeah. That's and a
1: real Swotho.
0: Finally, coming yes. in at number five is City on Lockdown. Mm-hmm. This is this can be uh, transferred to Government Takeover, now launching surveillance capitalism initiatives. Yes. And this one is Guten Luxi. Guten Luxi. I think Perfect. that's a fact.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, that's going to be a major movie very soon.
0: Very You've been listening so, yeah. to the Japan Web podcast. We're out of time.
1: Stay safe, everyone.
0: I always wear my mask and wash my hands after going home.